O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday, September 7th. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feast, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal-clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit. As it is written in Romans 10.17, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Bread Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Hazinu, and it means, Give Ear. Deuteronomy 32, 21-31 They have roused my jealousy by worshipping things that are not God. They have provoked my anger with their useless idols. Now I will rouse their jealousy through people who are not even a people. I will provoke their anger through the foolish Gentiles. For my anger blazes forth like fire, and burns to the depths of the grave. It devours the earth and all its crops, and ignites the foundations of the mountains. I will heap disasters upon them, and shoot them down with my arrows. I will weaken them with famine, burning fever, and deadly disease. I will send the fangs of wild beasts and poisonous snakes that glide in the dust. Outside the sword will bring death, and inside terror will strike both young men and young women, both infants and the aged. I would have annihilated them, wiping out even the memory of them, but I feared the taunt of Israel's enemy who might misunderstand and say, Our own power has triumphed. The Lord had nothing to do with this. But Israel is a senseless nation. The people are foolish, without understanding. Oh, that they were wise and could understand this! Oh, that they might know their fate! How could one person chase a thousand of them, and two people put ten thousand to flight, unless their rock had sold them, 
unless the Lord had given them up. But the rock of our enemies is not like our rock, as even they recognize. Song of Songs 5, 1-8, 14 Song of Songs 5, 1-8, Young man, I have entered my garden, my treasure, my bride. I gather myrrh with my spices and eat honeycomb with my honey. I drink wine with my milk. Young women of Jerusalem, O lover and beloved, eat and drink, yes, drink deeply of your love. Young woman, I slept, but my heart was awake, when I heard my lover knocking and calling, Open to me, my treasure, my darling, my dove, my perfect one. My head is drenched with dew, my hair with the dampness of the night. But I responded, I have taken off my robe, should I get dressed again? I have washed my feet, should I get them soiled? My lover tried to unlatch the door, and my heart thrilled within me. I jumped up to open the door for my love, and my hands dripped with perfume. My fingers dripped with lovely myrrh as I pulled back the bolt. I opened to my lover, but he was gone. My heart sank. I searched for him, but could not find him anywhere. I called to him, but there was no reply. The night watchmen found me as they made their rounds. They beat and bruised me and stripped off my veil, those watchmen on the walls. Make this promise, O women of Jerusalem. If you find my lover, tell him I am weak with love. Young women of Jerusalem, why is your lover better than all the others, O women of rare beauty? What makes your lover so special that we must promise this? Young woman, My lover is dark and dazzling, better than ten thousand others. His head is finest gold, his wavy hair is as black as a raven. His eyes sparkle like doves beside springs of water. They are set like jewels, washed in milk. His cheeks are like gardens of spices, giving off fragrance. His lips are like lilies, perfumed with myrrh. His arms are like rounded bars of gold, set with beryl. His body is like bright ivory, glowing with lapis lazuli. His legs are like marble pillars set in sockets of finest gold. His posture is stately like the noble cedars of Lebanon. His mouth is sweetness itself. He is desirable in every way. Such, O women of Jerusalem, is my lover, my friend. Young women of Jerusalem, Where has your lover gone, O woman of rare beauty? Which way did he turn so we can help you find him? Young woman, My lover has gone down to his garden, to his spice beds, to browse in the gardens and gather the lilies. I am my lover's, and my lover is mine. He browses among the lilies. Young man, you are beautiful, my darling, like the lovely city of Terza. Yes, as beautiful as Jerusalem, as majestic as an army with billowing banners. Turn your eyes away, for they overpower me. Your hair falls in waves, like a flock of goats winding down the slopes of Gilead. Your teeth are as white as sheep that are freshly washed. Your smile is flawless, each tooth matched with its twin. Your cheeks are like rosy pomegranates behind your veil. 
Even among sixty queens and eighty concubines and countless young women, I would still choose my dove, my perfect one, the favorite of her mother, dearly loved by the one who bore her. The young women see her and praise her. Even queens and royal concubines sing her praises. Who is this, arising like the dawn, as fair as the moon, as bright as the sun, as majestic as an army with billowing banners? Young woman, I went down to the grove of walnut trees and out to the valley to see the new spring growth, to see whether the grapevines had budded or the pomegranates were in bloom. Before I realized it, my strong desires had taken me to the chariot of a noble man. Young women of Jerusalem, return, return to us, O maid of Shulam, come back, come back, that we may see you again, young man. Why do you stare at this young woman of Shulam, as she moves so gracefully between two lines of dancers? How beautiful are your sandaled feet, O queenly maiden! Your rounded thighs are like jewels, the work of a skilled craftsman. Your navel is perfectly formed like a goblet filled with mixed wine. Between your thighs lies a mound of wheat, bordered with lilies. Your breasts are like two fawns, twin fawns of a gazelle. Your neck is as beautiful as an ivory tower. Your eyes are like the sparkling pools in Heshbon by the gate of Bath-Rabim. Your nose is as fine as the Tower of Lebanon overlooking Damascus. Your head is as majestic as Mount Carmel, and the sheen of your hair radiates royalty. The king is held captive by its tresses. Oh, how beautiful you are! How pleasing, my love! How full of delights! You are slender like a palm tree, and your breasts are like its clusters of fruit. I said, I will climb the palm tree and take hold of its fruit. May your breasts be like grape clusters, and the fragrance of your breath like apples. May your kisses be as exciting as the best wine, young woman. Yes, wine that goes down smoothly for my lover, flowing gently over lips and teeth. I am my lover's, and he claims me as his own. Come, my love, let us go out to the fields and spend the night among the wild flowers. Let us get up early and go to the vineyards to see if the grapevines have budded, if the blossoms have opened, and if the pomegranates have bloomed. There I will give you my love. There the mandrakes give off their fragrance, and the finest fruits are at our door, new delights as well as old, which I have saved for you, my lover. Young woman, oh, I wish you were my brother who nursed at my mother's breasts. Then I could kiss you no matter who was watching and no one would criticize me. I would bring you to my childhood home, and there you would teach me. I would give you spiced wine to drink, my sweet pomegranate wine. Your left arm would be under my head, and your right arm would embrace me. Promise me, O women of Jerusalem, not to awaken love until the time is right. Young Women of Jerusalem Who is this sweeping in from the desert, leaning on her lover? Young woman, I aroused you under the apple tree where your mother gave you birth, where in great pain she delivered you. Place me like a seal over your heart, like a seal on your arm. For love is as strong as death, its jealousy as enduring as the grave. 
Love flashes like fire, the brightest kind of flame. Many waters cannot quench love, nor can rivers drown it. If a man tried to buy love with all his wealth, his offer would be utterly scorned. The Young Woman's Brothers We have a little sister, too young to have breasts. What will we do for our sister if someone asks to marry her? If she is still a virgin, like a wall, we will protect her with a silver tower. But if she is promiscuous, like a swinging door, we will block her door with a cedar bar. Young woman, I was a virgin like a wall, now my breasts are like towers. When my lover looks at me, he is delighted with what he sees. Solomon has a vineyard at Baal Haman, which he leases out to tenant farmers. Each of them pays a thousand pieces of silver for harvesting its fruit. But my vineyard is mine to give, and Solomon need not pay a thousand pieces of silver. But I will give two hundred pieces to those who care for its vines. Young man, O my darling, lingering in the gardens, your companions are fortunate to hear your voice. Let me hear it too. Young woman, come away, my love. Be like a gazelle or a young stag on the mountains of spices. 2 Corinthians 9, 1-15 I, Paul, really don't need to write to you about this ministry of giving for the believers in Jerusalem, for I know how eager you are to help, and I have been boasting to the churches in Macedonia that you in Greece were ready to send an offering a year ago. In fact, it was your enthusiasm that stirred up many of the Macedonian believers to begin giving. But I am sending these brothers to be sure you really are ready, as I have been telling them, and that your money is all collected. I don't want to be wrong in my boasting about you. We would be embarrassed, not to mention your own embarrassment, if some Macedonian believers came with me and found that you weren't ready after all I had told them. So I thought I should send these brothers ahead of me to make sure the gift you promised is ready, but I want it to be a willing gift, not one given grudgingly. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides a seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, He will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God, for your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. 
and they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. Psalm 51, 1-19 Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love. Because of your great compassion, blot out the stains of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin, for I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you only have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. For I was born a sinner, yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. But you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. Purify me from my sins, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me. Now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence, and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and make me willing to obey you. Then I will teach your ways to rebels, and they will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood, O God who saves. Then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You do not desire sacrifice, or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. Look with favor on Zion and help her. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with sacrifices offered in the right spirit, with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will again be sacrificed on your altar. Proverbs 22, 24 and 25 Don't befriend angry people or associate with hot-tempered people, or you will learn to be like them and endanger your soul. I'd like to speak to you today from the book of Song of Songs, and we read through chapters 5 through 8, finishing that book. And I want to zoom in on chapter 5, verses 6 and 7 where it is written, I opened to my lover, but he was gone. My heart sank. I searched for him, but I could not find him anywhere. I called to him, but there was no reply. The night watchmen found me as they made their rounds. They beat and bruised me and stripped off my veil. Those watchmen on the walls. So who is this woman and who is this man? Well, the man is Solomon. And the woman, who does she represent? She can represent the children of Israel, the nation of Israel. She can represent the bride of Yeshua, 
so the young man can represent the Messiah and the woman can represent his bride. That would include you and me. So we find her in this scene that she wakens, awakens and her lover is gone. What has happened here? The bride has gone to sleep. And what is her bridegroom doing? He's out and about doing the father's business. And in fact, we are now in the month of Elul, leading up to the Feast of the Day of Atonement, the Feast of Trumpets, and the Feast of Tabernacles coming up. So we're in the month of Elul, and we're coming into the month of Tishri. And Elul is known as the month of repentance. And the king is in the fields. The king is out and amongst the fields, and he's looking. He's on the mission of going to the highways and the byways and inviting people to the wedding. He's um, sharing the good news and the gospel, and that is what we are to be doing. We are to be repenting, coming before him with clean hands and a pure heart, allowing the Holy Spirit to inspect our heart and to show us any sin and to repent of it and turn from it, and then to be busy about the king's business. So she fell asleep. And what, what has happened somewhat in the church? The church has gone to sleep. The church has gone gotten comfortable. And it's time to wake up because... It's the lateness of the hour, and Yeshua will be returning soon. Our king is coming, and he wants the wedding banquet, the wedding hall, to be filled. He wants every seat to be filled. And so we need to be sharing the good news. So, this bride needs to awaken. She was asleep on the job, and he's out and about doing the father's business. Now, I'd like to share with you the introductory remarks from the Israel Bible that introduces the book of the Song of Songs. It's very good. At first glance, Megillat Shir Hasharim, Song of Songs, is a poignant love song between the Dod, lover, and his Reya, beloved, relating a lengthy dialogue between the couple. However, if it was only a simple love song, it would not be part of the Tanakh. The canonization of the book indicates that it contains a much deeper meaning. It expresses a dialogue between the Lord and his people that spans history. The Mishnah records a debate among the sages regarding whether or not Megillat Shir Hasharim should be included in the Tanakh. Rabbi Akiva declares that it is not only worthy of being part of the canon, it is actually holier than any of the other books in the Bible. In his words, all the writings are holy, but Shir Hasharim is the holy of holies. What makes Megillat Shir Hasharim so special is precisely the fact that it speaks of the relationship and love between the children of Israel and the Creator. According to the interpretation of the classic commentaries, Megillat Shir Hasharim alludes to the Exodus, the time the Israelites spent traveling in the desert, the first and second temple periods, and the wandering 
of the Jews throughout the exile. The high points of history are remembered longingly, both by God and by his people in exile, distanced from their homeland and their connection with Hashem. Traditionally, Megillat Shir Hasharim is read publicly during the holiday of Pesach, since that is the time when God's love for the people of Israel was made manifest with outright miracles, and when the relationship between Hashem and his people began. In chronicling the history of the relationship between God and the children of Israel, Megillat Shir Hasharim is replete with imagery taken from the breathtaking landscape of Eretz Israel. The metaphors are based on its natural phenomena, its plants and wildlife. References are made to the gazelle and the deer, the horse, doves, ravens, pigeons, foxes, lions, and leopards. Specific places are mentioned, such as En Gedi, the mountains of Gilead, Sneer, and Sherman, as well as other hills, deserts, streams, and vineyards, all of which are integral parts of Israel's landscape. Furthermore, there are 23 types of plants mentioned in Shir Hasharim, including various spices, roses, nuts, apples, and the classic milk and honey, for which the land is well known. Additionally, most of the seven species unique to Israel are mentioned in Shir Hasharim. Our commentary highlights the similarities between some of these fruits and the people of Israel. While Shir Hasharim, Song of Songs, is mainly the dialogue between the lover, that is the Lord, and his beloved people, at times the book turns to the daughters of Jerusalem, which is understood as a reference to the other nations of the world. These nations are called daughters of Jerusalem because eventually all of mankind will come to recognize Jerusalem as the center of the world. The book ends with a plea from the female, Hurry, my beloved, swift as a gazelle or a young stag, to the hills of spices. Though by the conclusion of Megillat Shir Hasharim, that is, Song of Songs, the lovers have not yet managed to fulfill their desire to reunite. They continue to yearn for the fulfillment of this dream. Understood on a deeper level, this expresses the cry of the Jewish people, asking that Hashem speedily redeem them from their lengthy exile and bring them back to Eretz Israel and Jerusalem. And now I'd like to read the last verse of the book, chapter 8, verse 14. Hurry, my beloved, swift as a gazelle or a young stag, to the hills of spices. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Almost all commentators agree that the hills of spices mentioned in this verse are a reference to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. The spices refer to the incense offering that was offered in the Beit HaMikdash, the temple, which produced a sweet smell. The Talmud relates that the scent of the incense was so strong that the women in Jerusalem did not need to use perfume. In this verse, the people turn to Hashem, their beloved, and ask that he hurry like a gazelle to the hills of spices, that is, the Temple Mount. They wish to be redeemed quickly from their bitter exile. They beg for God to return them to the land of Israel and for his presence to also return to the Holy Land and to the Beit HaMikdash, 
the temple in Jerusalem. And we're going to end there. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>